for a spell. There is magic to be found and stories here to tell. Feed the fire, merry meet, dare to more than dabble. All are welcome at our hearth for a little bonfire babble. Bonfire babble. Welcome to the bonfire. Exploring magic with two modern witches. I'm Corey. And I'm Detta. Welcome back, everybody. Hello. Hello. Hope your summer solstice was amazing. If you are in the Pacific Northwest, we are experiencing some very summery weather, so that's been nice. So good. A little hot for my taste some of these days, but but otherwise pretty great. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be all right. Yeah. Today, this morning, though, was perfect. Yeah, blue skies, <laughs> green grass, so nice. Oh, and wind. Mm. Oh, it was so good. It mm-hmm. was so good. And I hope that you got a chance to listen again or for the first time to our Wheel of the Year episode that had Lithia, Litha, <laughs> however you pronounce it. I pronounce it Litha, but there we are. Syllabus. I've Syllab- decided <laughs> that I should have been born like somewhere else so that I could just say words the way that I hear them or see them in my head. That's, because you can if you want to. <laughs> Not that anybody will understand what I'm saying, but that's okay. That's fine. So it's been a very dramatic week for me. Very I, dramatic. I, it has. I will not say traumatic, although some of it was. But something awesome came out of something that I want to share with you. I have teeth issues. Uh-huh. and <gasps> Oh, yeah. yes. I know where this is going, but I don't know where this is going. So buckle in. Yeah. <laughs> My dentist is very far away because I live in West Seattle and we have no bridge. So it takes 10 million years to leave. So you leave extra early. Well, I got off the rock. <laughs> I got my rocks off. No, I got off the oh rocks. That's what we're calling it. I did not get my <laughs> rocks off. <No. laughs> but I, I know you're going to be playing blue today. There we go. Uh, but anyway, I, 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 so I had this tooth thing. I was flossing, taking care of myself, and my cap came off, and I had to go get it fixed. So I got there phenomenally early because I planned to leave in case I didn't get there early. And I did something I haven't done since I worked at another school, high school, theater department, and I used to shop for costumes. I went thrifting. You went thrifting? I went thrifting. I went thrifting. I immediately ran through a million scenarios of like, what was I doing in high school? Like, <laughs> Were you thrifting? I was thrifting. Oh, I wish when I was in high school I had known about thrifting. Oh, it's if- the best. If I had watched Pretty in Pink a little bit more, I probably would have been a thrifter. What did you find? I found some amazing, I know this is going to shock everybody who's been listening, some tea supplies. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Sure. I found some beautiful teacups and plates and boxes to hold them in. you got to store it somewhere. I know. And jars. So many jars, y'all. It was like it. a witch's trap in goodwill it really was that's how they get you that's how they get you uh, for sure it is how they get you but they but it was so i had so much fun i love thrifting i know it was just a blast and um anyway the other thing that i since tea related was i went ahead and got some canisters for my tea because it's time to put them in canisters so they stay longer because i have so many i cannot go through them in a week or a month 
or maybe a year. I, I don't know, There's but you know, a lot of tea, folks. <laughs> Every time I leave here, I end up with like two more bags. So pretty soon, I'm it's also going to have this problem. Well, but black tea and puer and all those things they age, and you know, you can gift them as heirlooms. To, did you know yeah. that? You can gift them as heirlooms to your kids. And there are other teas that go stale. Oh, yeah. This is true, too. Yeah. But I finally, I don't know what has taken me so long, especially since wonderful Colin Hay used to sing about it, or still sings about it in this great song called Beautiful World, Lap Song Shlo Song. Lap Song Sho Song. I know I'm pronouncing the second one wrong. Anyway, it's a smoky black tea. Mm. And I love everything smoky. I like Lafroig. I like smoked salt. I oh. like smoked everything. I have this incredible, I'll make you a tiny jar of it. I have this incredible Salish smoked sea salt. <gasps> and it, a tiny, a dabble do ya. It's so oh, good. Yeah. I've had it for years because I just don't go through exactly. it. Exactly. We've got a small one from Orcas Island mm-hmm. as well. So I don't know if you've ever smelled Lapshong, smoky Lapshong. I haven't. <laughs> uh, there, I said it right. Lap song, show song. Uh, it's a commitment. This is going to be this canister and this tea. This is a monogamous relationship. This isn't, they're not budging. And they're in it for the long haul because once that tea is finished, nothing else will be able to go into that canister. It is such a strong smell of peat. So, mmm, tastes like bog. What? I said, mmm, tastes like bog. <laughs> So yeah, so that was my adventure. I love it. Yeah, it was it was a bright it was a brightness in among all the other crap that <laughs> I I love it. Oh. I love it. I wish I was thrifting. Now all I can think about is going thrifting. I know. I used to um and will again. I used to go uh with uh the director Leah of Off Road Shakespeare. Oh, yeah, because I'm part of Off Road Shakespeare. I think I'm technically on a board of some kind. I'm not sure. Ooh. I don't quote me on that. That might be something that was just for one show. Who knows? Because then Rona happened and Hamlet yeah. went tits up and it was just like a whole thing. But I used to be part of the thrifting expedition because, mm. and this is something no one any no one's ever said about me, but I helped her focus. <laughs> I don't know, Corey. I think you're pretty focused. Something that no one has ever said about me. <laughs> Except for her. But um, we would go through and just, we looked like we were insane. We were just like um, grabbing color schemes and swatches and laying things against other things to be like, does this make sense? Does this make sense? Trying on stuff, creating huge piles in the cart and just like trying to costume a show. Because it's fun. Because it's fun. Oh my gosh. And also uh, off-road, our aesthetic is, what is it? It's... um. Vintage hipster circus is our like aesthetic. Okay, and it's very. You mean for every show? Or yeah. Just, oh wow, it's very fun. And uh, do you know what that reminds me of? That reminds me of Night Circus. Have you ever read that book? No, but I think I should. What? Oh yeah, you. Oh, she's making Corey, a face. You'll love it. <laughs> she's making a face at me. If you all have not listened to, if you are a listener, because uh, Jim Dale, aka of Harry Potter fame, audiobook, mm. and also fame from Broadway in the West End sure. but um, he he reads it it's by Aaron Morgenstern it's so good okay and it took her eight years to come out with her second book which is also good but the critics of course her sophomore effort they they panned it but I liked it I enjoyed it is it as good as Night Circus no but that's okay it's different 
authors get to be different. Yeah. They get to tell the stories they want to tell. And it was yeah. still good. I loved it. It was a good ride. I have an issue with people who get that way about albums, too. Oh, right. People who are like, yeah, like, Drive was great, but the next album Incubus came out with was garbage. And it's like, no, it was just no. different. And you know what? Uh, I think Alanis Morissette, wasn't it? Oh, I love her. Oh, yeah. And she, like, buried herself She's for three going years. She's tour. What? Yeah. Oh, I'm so. Oh, let's go. So badly. Oh, I so want to go. The first CD I ever bought was Jagged Little Pill. Because it's awesome. I was too young, probably, to be listening to Jagged Little Pill, but (laughs) that's fine. I was just going to say, I was really old when that came out, and you were too young. I was in, like, middle school. Like, the the end of. I was in the end of primary school. And I'm here. To remind you. Yeah, that one anyway. might have been a little bit too old. Well, I don't know. There's a lot of content on that CD mm. that's like, I didn't understand. I but I understand now, and I'm like, yeah. woof. <laughs> Girlfriend. I will never forget hearing that lyric about yeah. the- uh, Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a it, great- yeah. If you're some kind of baby person who has been living under a rock- and you don't know what Jagged Little Pill is. Ooh. No judgment, but please find it. It's yeah, very good. There's some good stuff in it. I am not I, I, I'm I'm not real happy with the Broadway version of the story that they built around it's a jukebox musical now, Jagged I Little Pill. Did not know that. Yeah, it it opened and closed uh, right before COVID because of course everything closed. I'm gonna I not it, mm. Yeah, the storyline, if you try to read it on Wikipedia, it's really confusing. And I don't think it does her work justice. I, That's just me. Ugh. Yeah. I, I don't know. I have a lot of feelings about that. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Anything else happened to you this week that you want to share? Or? Uh, I mean, not that it necessarily matters to all of you, uh, but... I'm single again. <laughs> uh, and and this is a it's all to the good, good thing. It's all to the good. Yeah. Everyone's good. Nobody's in trouble. Nobody's mad. Um, it just didn't fit. And now it has dissolved. I will be her yenta. So come through me. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. No. 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 No, um, no rush on that. Wow. So yeah, just kind of. Um, you might have remembered uh, several weeks ago when Conowen was on for May and the, she was talking about all of the like big things happening. I was like, in my head, I was like, mm hmm, mm hmm, mm hmm. Yeah, mm hmm, tracks, that tracks. <laughs> and then when uh, she came back this time for last week's episode, I was like, uh huh, uh huh, yeah, that tracks, yep. all of that tracks. Yep. Um, and if you're following us on TikTok, which is basically Corey, I have not ventured into our TikTok. Oh gosh, yet. I posted Boy, that a card, card poll the other day. <laughs> Ooh, it was a lot. scarily accurate, yeah. but it was good. And um, so, yeah, it's also the good and, you know, big vibes, new energy. Moving into summertime. Yeah. I'm excited for you. Me too. And I'm excited for yeah. him. I, I was just going to say, and for him as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a, a beautiful new phase and lots of opportunity there. Heck yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for you. I'm sure that you're probably like, this deserves more conversation than that. It doesn't. It's fine. No worries. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's all good. It's all Life good. Changes. It'll be interesting to see too. What happens with your witchcraft practice? Yeah, we'll see. As this shifts and with your goddess and all that good yeah. stuff. I also just got big exciting news from my mom. So it's like, whoa, big exciting stuff happening Lots all the time. Changes. 
Yeah. Headed towards the good stuff, y'all. And I'm going to Disneyland next month. What? And I have my back tattoo appointment start on in August. Like, big Holy moly. things are happening. Yeah, and may I just say I felt so safe thrifting. Everybody was wearing masks still. Nice. Lots of people, you know, lots of, we're in Seattle, so lots of, 70% of us are vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And we're still wearing masks. Yeah. And there were not a lot of people still social distancing in place. So I, I really feel a real, I I hope you're all experiencing the same hope? safe and hope feelings that yeah. we're getting here. Well, yeah. do you want to jump in? Let's jump the heck okay. in. Okay. This is the second in the series of our tarot that we're going to visit, like, you know, monthly or quarterly or whatever. Yeah. And so we're on to the High Priestess and... The Empress. We've kind of already done a library around this, but I want to just do a quick reminder and... Corey, you can pop in on this too. So my biggest influences were Rachel Pollock when I was learning. And uh, the name of her book is 78 Degrees of Wisdom. And she's just re-released it as well and updated it. And so I bought the updated version as well. And Mary Greer, who is also a goddess of tarot. And more recently, since... uh, Gosh, oh my gosh, only since 2021, um, Teresa Reed. I discovered Teresa Reed because of Courtney Weber <laughs> and Kiani. I finally remembered her name. I listen to their podcast all the time. And uh, That Witch Life, which is a great podcast if you're not listening to. They are freaking hysterical. Three witches and they're just great. I discovered Teresa Reed on their podcast at the in the early January of 2021. And I've now read a couple of her books and she's really she's really got some beautiful insight. Talks a lot about intuitive reading and stuff so there's our and my background started with Kellyanne Maddox who is a tarot reader on YouTube who did like a course that was where I first like got into what tarot like actually could be as opposed to just like what I'd seen in media before Um, Uh, it was a really fascinating oh right yeah course and um, after that that sent me off on like reading a bunch of other stuff about it and checking out blogs and researching different cards and and yeah so that's where I'm coming from yeah you will be hearing a dog probably in the background because I'm out in the main room and Corey's in the studio so she's much more in silence but my dog is like it's Friday night what the heck where's the margaritas oh god I would obliterate Mm. A margarita right we, now we should do a let's drink and do the podcast sometime well that'd be fun yeah you don't want to <laughs> see me that way but it'd be fun so so we're gonna pop in we're gonna we're gonna pop into this uh <gasps> was that a cat <laughs> that cat was so loud which cat was that <laughs> that's khaleesi y'all she is the baby of she wants the family to be heard. Oh, she wants to be in this room all the time. She's the one, actually, if you're on our Instagram, I leave my studio. Oh, and she comes and sits on your chair. She, and then I like try to move her and she's like, meow, meow, meow. like, what the hell are you doing? And this is my chair. Hello. <laughs> so that's what's going on with her. Let's head out to the bonfire. Let's do it. I have many tarot decks around me. And I, I, I've I, never been, oh, I, I should have the Rider Waite close to me. The Rider Waite has some very specific 
imagery on it and I want to talk about that and most of the cards that I have have that imagery or variations of that imagery um not all cards do that no nope. uh there are a couple that are very uh plain I don't know what Night Vale does whether they keep the same no. symbols or not so but most of the cards that I have do so I'm going to talk a little bit about the imagery so the high priestess is card number two and I have the white Newman next to me and oh my gosh I don't have modern witch next to me which I also love oh I thought that was it but it's not no I've got light seer next to me and the crow tarot oh and I forgot to mention who else has had a recent real influence on my card reading and that's MJ um, oh yeah her book for the crow tarot and she has such it's such a beautiful resource everybody and we're going to talk a little bit about why if you don't have that deck you might want to think about getting it just for the or just getting the book and I'll talk about that when I get to the end of the high priestess so the high priestess has this symbology the moon is on the card and this is traditional and even uh alternative traditionals those that are based on the writer smith smithwaite smithwaite it's writer that was the jerk, right? I mean, kind of sort. Who's to say they both weren't? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Let's just call it Pixies. Yeah, let's we'll call it Pixies deck. We'll, we'll Pixies deck the original. So the symbols are water, which is subconscious, and the moon, which is duality and ever changing, ongoing cycles that we go through. Uh, the water is is all about the subconscious and there's also usually a veil some piece of cloth that's a veil on some of these cards it is the actual uh, dress of the woman wearing it's usually a woman wearing the wearing queen's robes and and it's parted just a little bit and you can see her legs but that veil it's such behind that veil is such this liminal space so what the high priestess is all about intuition and listening to yourself and power which I want to talk a little bit about power and confidence in the original smith pixie deck there is a picture of a torah which takes us back to that good old jewish and that magic that happened with the Jews. And if you haven't read it yet, please read Alice Hoffman's prequel to Practical Magic. And that will take you into some of the Cabal work. And uh, Corey and I are going to be doing an episode on that uh, coming up here in the next couple of months. Uh, but I don't want to digress. So back to the symbolism of the cards. What I also love, and Corey, this always makes me think of you. Forever, this will always make me think of you. Uh they're pomegranates or some form of pomegranates or fruit with seeds on every single deck I have. Oh, by the way, uh, the Modern Love Tarot also I it has an older woman. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, and it also made me realize how many decks don't do older women a lot. Yeah. And I really appreciate this. But it has pomegranates and Persephone is all about going to both worlds and that duality and the world of the dead and the world of the living. So that intuition, when you get this card, it is telling you, I will say, it is telling you to reflect without retreating. That's my opinion. So do not retreat from this. And 
but you also want to think before you speak. And I think a lot of times when we say think before you speak, people get really reticent and they just don't say anything at all. And defensive too. Oh, and defensive, yes. Woof. And, and that's not what we're saying here. Mm-mm. And her headdress is all about the power. I mean, she is a queen. And I also love the Lightseer deck that has this opening from the head to the universe. Mm-hmm. And she's just so connected. So here we are. We've got that pomegranate, which is about the underworld. And in the Lightseer deck, and, and lots of the decks, you have that light up above and that universe and opening up. I think the high priestess just lives in that liminal space. And so when you get this card, can I? Yeah, real please. quick. I want to talk to the duality of that yeah, card, please. Um, I don't know if you've heard this, but there's a lot of scholars who think that the actual fruit in the Garden of Eden story is a mm-hmm. pomegranate. I have heard that. So there's also the du- the duality there of good and evil, and I love that. Yeah. Oh, so much to add. Yeah, that's made me think of that. Yeah. Oh, and the pillars. I forgot about the pillars, too. How Same dare. thing. I know. How, How dare, dare you? I? Good day, sir. How Good dare day. you, Detta? <laughs> the subconscious, um, and when you get it reversed, which I do believe in reversal sometimes. Let's talk about that just really quickly. Okay. I think that whether you use reversals or not, if you are reading for yourself or for someone you're taking in the whole deck because every card has duality to it. Yeah, totally. Every card has two sides to that coin and sometimes three, uh, you know. Yeah, like we, a, a moon card is going to meet something different in a past spot than right? it is in a future spot. And that is the other thing, too, about the high priestess since it has the moon in it. I always like to check when I pull it what phase the moon is in. And this is all leading us to start learning how to interpret our intuition. So... Here's the thing about this card that just like gets me. It's like trust your intuition. And the reversal is like ah, maybe you shouldn't be trusting your intuition because maybe somebody's trying to fool you or maybe your intuition is taking you in the wrong direction. And it always leads me back to that question. How do you train your intuition? Mm. How do you know when to listen and when not? So I'm going to share a couple of exercises with you. And by the way, if you get our newsletter, you should check out Corey's journaling exercise that she included in that it's so good thanks bud i cannot wait to do it thanks. um i'm gonna do it. we're we're recording before summer solstice and i'm going to do it for summer solstice Aww, yeah thanks, tammy's bud. gonna do it with me yeah i know we're that really makes excited. me feel like i'm part of your summer solstice celebration you, you will Aww. be <laughs> oh, so you just went back in time with us so how do you learn to trust your intuition? I am a healer, and when I went to massage school, it became really apparent really fast that my my physical body had intuition that I did not know existed. I would put my hands on people, and I'd go right to the spot. And a lot of times, I would also, and not everybody would, I would feel heat in the area even if it wasn't inflamed I would feel heat because a lot of times the heat when you're doing massage is an uh, contraindication you're mm-hmm. not supposed to because it's inflamed you'll just inflame it more that was not the case with me the heat was coming from my intuition and I had to learn that so there are ways that you can start to identify what is what is your intuition? Some people will say, oh, I feel it in my stomach. So just practice and work on feeling it in your stomach. That's true for some people. Yep. Some people, that does not work. 
especially people with anxiety disorders, mm. your stomach's always doing those flippity floppities, yeah. right? And But some people choose colors. The pendulum work, mm-hmm. if you haven't worked with a pendulum yet, can really help you train your intuition. And what I'd like you to do, and I'd love to hear if you actually take me up on this, everyone. I would like you to start with something small, like go for a walk. And when you get to a street, listen to your intuition about which way to walk, because that is not a big life decision, right? And see, then see what happens on that walk and journal in or remember in whatever way. I know not everybody writes like one of my daughters is just like, don't ever give me another blank journal. I will never use it. <laughs> give me all your blank yeah, journals. I will do that. And, you know, however, take just take note somehow of what happened on that walk. Yeah. And do that for a week. And listen to where your intuition wants you to walk and see what discoveries you make on your walk. There. Not a big life-changing issue. Uh, if you happen to have tea in your cupboard. And... <laughs> And you walk in. And uh, what tea am I going to have this time? See what your intuition tells you and see how your intuition manifests. Is it a color? Is it a sound that you hear? Is it a voice that you hear? Is it your stomach? Is it physical? Is it a heat in your hand? If you put your hand up, one of them feels hot and one of them feels cold. I want you to start playing with that intuition so that when this card comes around, you can go, what's going on in my life? Mm -hmm. Where do I feel it? Yeah, where do I need to reflect on it? Because when I do when I do intuition work, or when something happens that um, triggers like a res- subconscious response, right? Um, I can usually tell what's up by where in my body I feel it because I don't have one consistent place. Yeah. Um. So oh, like wow. I know that there's something different if I feel it in my guts than if I feel it in my like chest <sighs> or like the back of my neck. That is amazing. So it's just a matter of listening. It is. But I love your exercise because I'm a person who gets paralyzed by choice. And so if there's too mm. many options, I won't do any of them because thanks, brain. So, right. you're, so you're like pick one of two mm-hmm. is totally doable. It's totally achievable. Is it still difficult to make decisions sometimes? I'm... I, I'm by. I get it. It's hard to choose. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, and sometimes you don't have to choose. Sometimes you don't have to choose. Yeah. But... um. Uh, like being able to choose between two is a really good exercise because mm. it's like left or right, up or down, tacos or burgers. Like what? <laughs> I love that you said that about the listening too, because mm-hmm. here's the thing. Even if you stop at that corner for just a moment and slow down and be still, don't mm-hmm. look at your phone, <laughs> uh, which, you know, I, I did not I, come I'm... here to be roasted. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not throwing any shade. I, I, you know, I, I've got a crow. Boy, all the animals around here are just going crazy. I've got a crow outside yelling at us as well. <laughs> but I love that about the stillness. One needs to try to find a way to listen to themselves and be still and be quiet. And I know how hard that is. That's very hard. Especially for all of you out there with ADHD you know, uh, mm. it, so find your way to meditate, too, that allows you to do what, what Corey was just talking about and get to that subconscious level. What, it's hard. Yeah. Because Some, sometimes it's loud and you have to, like, wait for it to shut up and quiet down. Have you ever driven somewhere and not remembered how you got there? Uh, yes. Yeah. Also, today, this is not necessarily the same thing, but I was playing Animal Crossing, Don't Tell My Boss, and... <laughs> um. Shh. 
I was like, okay, I am going to go from my house to the town center. And then I forgot what I was doing. And I looked back down and I was at the town center. And I was like, I have no memory of doing this. Yeah. Did so. I go away? <laughs> and do, I don't. And that might have been a meditation or you might have. Been, I just went yeah. away somewhere. Running. Who knows? Running sometimes will let you go zen and to your subconscious. So find something that works for you. It's not going to be the same for everybody. I'll leave with this. I think the high priestess is perfect for summer. So if you want to like hang out with a card and get to know them and and I know it's got the moon on it. So my favorite time is twilight into night moon or not moon. And in the summer here in Seattle, it doesn't get dark until like nine thirty, ten o'clock at night. Totally my favorite time. Yeah. And I just can really groove on that and running at that time. If you can be safe, which I do have a safe place. To, to run, uh, which I will not share, so I keep it safe. But I also usually have somebody with me um, down down where I run as well, and I don't run, you know. But run in the daytime too, or in the morning, or whatever whatever your thing is. Definitely, yeah. So summer high priestess, hang out, or you might be able to hang out with uh, the empress. Heck yeah! You want to go? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's talk about the Empress. Uh, so I'm also going to talk about the imagery on this card. I'm also going to talk a little bit, little bit about its associations, things like that. And the way that I I have, I feel some kind of way about this card. Uh, first of all, let's talk what she's about. Uh, creativity. Mm-hmm. Nature. Abundance. Fertility. Femininity, creation, creativity. Um, there is a theme where I don't remember who we were talking to, but we were talking about like fertility goddesses and other goddesses, and like, can we please see something besides the perpetually pregnant goddess? I this oh, is who was that? I was can't that... remember. I think it was Martellus. It might have been MJ, but it might have been MJ. Um, but this is one of those cards where when you read descriptions of it, the phrase, I'm going to tell you, the phrase perpetually pregnant <laughs> came up in my research over half a dozen times from different sources. And I want to talk about that. Okay. But we'll get there. Okay. Because I have thoughts on that. After I have you thoughts share on yours. that. And we're going to get to them. But just some basic stuff. Uh, she's often associated with Demeter. Oh, yes. Yeah. I, yeah. And yeah. how interesting that we've got the pomegranate and yep. Persephone right before that. Hmm. And this is, uh, a, I've read a few things, the prevailing uh, sort of astrological vibe is Venus, right? Creative, like creation. Nice. Um, the sensual experience. Uh there's also some folks who believe this is sort of a Gemini-driven card or a Libra. A lot of um, mm-hmm. air in this card. But her whole thing is creation. Mm. Now, when I look at the Empress card, when I think even just before we pick up a card, when I think of the word the Empress, mm-hmm. right, I think 
of this sort of like beautiful and forbidding like strong thing I probably think of my mother (laughs) Uh, but I think of a woman who is who is like large and and great and terrible in the in the like real senses of the word yeah um somebody who like a goddess put up on a pedestal yeah like somebody who somebody who when they speak everyone listens someone Mm -hmm. who when they point a finger things get done and who Mm -hmm. isn't afraid to do that work themselves that's what i think of when i think of the empress when you pick up the card it's often a softening there's a lot of softness in this card which i love because i love a complex individual i love that softness and that strength at the same time i have a tiny issue and this is probably just because i'm i don't know bitter or reading into it but i have an issue with the idea of a woman pictured as a creative force because she's bearing a child Ah. so i when i think of creation i don't necessarily think of procreation no shade like i love kiddos uh I, I was one once, you know. <laughs> uh, I love kiddos and I love babies. I don't want any, but I love them. And like, there's nothing I love more than like a pair of fat little cheeks and 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 the little they're just so cute with their little sausage hands. But um, <laughs> but I think that it's important, especially moving away from the gender binary, moving away from quote unquote traditional gender roles to remember that procreation is not the only kind of creation that that creation can be anything it can be the construction of any kind of life and i think also it's important to think about speaking of duality creation has to come after destruction right right well and thinking of that power too that both mm-hmm. the high priestess and the empress have yeah and and when you pull these cards it's tell i think both of them tell you you need to take your own power mm-hmm. you need to take your own you are a force and you get to do what you want to with that yeah and which feeds into other types of creation not just procreation. not just pregnancy and 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 there's a there's a certain feeling too around to me anyway a person who has never been pregnancy because there's a lot of very deep intense connotations there um for folks who maybe can't or are trying to or want to procreate like there's a Mm -hmm. lot of inherent symbolism there there is but i i encourage you as you're looking at this card especially if you have the smithweight deck or or another one where she's you know very round of belly i want you to think of i want you to think of that as a, instead of necessarily a pregnancy i want you to think of it as a fullness i want you to think of of the empress as full of creative potential so if that image of like the full belly helps you think of that just think of that like full of potential because mm. This card is telling you to create, to build, 
to nurture and um I don't do reversals um that's just a thing I don't do um because like Dada said you can you yeah. can find duality without that yeah um, you really can and it's I don't have anything against it it's just not for me and um this card it's so easy to look at it and think totally posy right like all positive like <laughs> potential and good and yay but if it comes up in a certain context it could also mean slow down right now you are pure like full force ahead creation without any kind of maybe scaffolding or right. substance or or direction too much of a good thing too much of a good thing or you've depleted yourself mm-hmm. gone yeah because that's another thing about uh carrying a baby is that like you are depleted because you have to defer your energy sources you have to <laughs> divert engines right to to this other being um which is beautiful and incredible and the human body is an amazing mystery and machine but uh it's important to remember that you can't be all go all day all the time and so yeah. if you get that card in, in that context, like if you get the card and say a like, what is my obstacle? Abundance. Abundance and, and creation. You might look at that and go, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But then if you think about it, like maybe you took on too many projects or something. I was just going to say, something. <laughs> I wonder who might have done that I recently. I can't think of anyone who How would do that. How many things did you say yes to that maybe you should have said no? Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. Um, back to that duality in these cards, they all have they all have that. Yeah. And, and maybe you don't have like the knee-jerk reaction that I have to a woman's worth being in inherently tied to her ability to procreate. But I think that as we move... As we move, mm-hmm. as we continue to move and grow away from binaries of any kind, it's important to rethink and rework what those symbols mean. Yeah, it's just one aspect. Yeah. I like what the um, the Lightseer deck does have a belly. But, but it's, it's the, the world. It is. It's, it's so cool. World. It's beautiful. And the White Newman oh. does not. She is a freaking traveler and she's got all this shit with her she has all these resources with her and she's carrying them on boy she looks pissed though. she looks very formidable yeah and that's kind of more what i think of when i mm-hmm. think of the empress i think of someone who's very formidable but like you can be both you can yeah. be soft can. and formidable just talk to you know my mom <laughs> <laughs> she wouldn't say that she is but i would yeah. And the animal north deck and the the prism deck, she's also not. She just has leaves all around her. Yeah. This is a beautiful deck. I love deck. that deck. Yeah. Um, but the yeah. like even I think in the botanical tarot. Oh. I can't remember what it is, but I think it's like a big full flower. Detta has it because of course she does. I can't get it right she's now. She's afraid though. it's there's it's a, gonna fall things are gonna fall. I'm rearranging my room right now. She, Talk she, about drama and trauma. I couldn't find certain things today. I was like freaking out because I'm in transition. She looks like a photo shoot right now where somebody strategically laid a billion tarot decks all around her. <laughs> and I'm super scared that she's gonna move wrong and a bunch of them are gonna go toppling. It could happen. 
it could happen. <laughs> the anxiety is real. <laughs> um, but but take a look at um, your Empress card. And when you are, think about your reactions to the symbolism on it, to the symbols, to the colors, to to just um, to tie into that intuition check. Just see how that card makes you feel, because sometimes it is as simple as that. I like it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, I just before we wrap up on the on the cards, I want to bring up Corey. Oh, you said something. It made me think of what I'm about to say, which is thinking of where you are and where the cards are in relationship to each other. Even though we're taking them out and just talking about them individually, remember, they are tied to all of these other cards in the deck and that story will form and create they all uh, play with each other yeah different pathways they do i like that that they all play with each other to tell you some of them play nicer yeah this is true you're not thinking of the tower card no she's great (laughs) leave her alone (laughs) leave her alone she did nothing wrong she just yeah there is nothing funnier to me than the fact that on most of the classic like tower cards Mm -hmm. there's a person fully falling out of the window Mm -hmm. like to their death i'm like that's a little dramatic Mm -hmm. somewhere (laughs) in my world i have a shakespeare tarot deck and of course it's the it's richard throwing out the twins oh of course it is okay that's a very sad story that is a very sad story but who knows if he actually did it you know the winner's the winners write the history. The winners write the history Who books. Who knows how? But they did find his skeleton. Oh. And he Aww. was a hunchback. <gasps> really? Really I quick. I don't know any of this. This is a very quick diversion. Okay. Uh, I can I can Let's wrap this story up in 30 seconds or less, I bet. Go. There is a group of people who believe that King Richard was wronged by the media Mm -hmm. and that he was not a hunchback and they believe it very deeply and they're very passionate. And then several years ago, I watched a documentary about this. It was very fun. Um, I thought it was fun. Several years ago, they dug up a parking lot because they were excavating and they found a coffin that they are like 97% sure contains the body of Richard. It makes sense. There's evidence, all this stuff. And this woman who was part of the society who was like pro pro King Richard um, was like so stoked because she was like, we're going to find out that he wasn't a horrible hunchback and all this stuff. Why does he have to be horrible just because he's a hunchback? Well, but that's like part of like, there's a lot of media tied around the fact that like they tie his like um, behavior to this Mm -hmm. physical thing. And so... Mm. Okay, it's but, more likely sorry. that these things are to be true if this is also true. Ah, um, mm. I'm not explaining that super well, but no, I got it. But I got it. they pulled him out and they reconstructed his bones, and he is 100 percent a hunchback. And this wow. woman had a breakdown. Oh, it was the most fascinating thing I've ever seen. Because I don't care about English re- royalty. Sorry, <laughs> I don't. It doesn't. I don't care. I liked Megan before she was royalty. <laughs> and I still like her now that she's not. They're like trying to push this whole when will the baby meet the royal family yeah, narrative. And I'm like, get out of my face. I just yeah. want to watch Letter Kenny. <laughs> um, but she's great in suits, by the way, everyone. King Richard. King Richard. What a weird. Yeah. One. But actually well, yeah. a hunchback. There you go. There you go. Well, cool. Well, pull out your tarot decks, you all, and go have some fun and play with your intuition and your power. Both of these cards, taking your power and 
Pluto's in retrograde right now. It's in retrograde, I think, until October. Yeah. Um, is all about taking back or reimagining or reinventing your personal power. Mm-hmm. So do it. Now's the time, and summer's perfect for that. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You want to throw up some sparks? Let's throw up some sparks. Red. Do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? I'll go first. All right. Okay. Uh, I want to, this week, shout out my tattoo artist. <gasps> oh. Yes. Her name is Kendall. She's amazing. She did my Star Wars tattoo. She did my uh, peach with teeth tattoo, which is this awesome, beautiful peach with like nasty teeth. It's called You Should Smile More. It's my favorite. Um, And she also did the portraits I have on the back of my thighs of Freddie Mercury and Stevie Nicks. Oh, sweet. So she's done a lot of art on my body. And she is the one who's going to be doing my back piece. Uh, and I'm very excited and I just want to shout her out because her art is incredible and I knew her when she was just a little baby apprentice and she would come into the cupcake shop to get coffee and now she's like amazing I mean she's already amazing but now she's like this amazing tattoo artist and her name is Kendall and her Instagram handle is lubdubtattoo and I will absolutely link that in the show notes yeah and um, just go show her a little love. She posts content about her tattoos. She posts content about her cats. And if you're in the uh, Washington State, Seattle area, and you're looking to get some sick ink, I would 100% check her Where out. Where's she located? Laughing Buddha Tattoo. Did she? Has she always been with Laughing she Buddha? She was with Damis. <gasps> but Damis was is owned by the same person as owns Laughing Buddha. And over the pandemic, they had to consolidate. So, mm-hmm. Guess who Kindle is? Who? My tattoo artist. Really? Yes, she did my prints. <gasps> Shut up. Yeah. Get it? That's so fun. I'm so excited about small, small world. That's my that's my spark. Go show them a little love. How about you? Mine is what Shaniqua's into. <laughs> and she is uh, Shaniqua Leach. That's her handle. What underscore Shaniqua's underscore into she's a tarot artist she's the creator of that afro drip tarot and you if you hop on her instagram she does do a couple pictures of her so you can see her a little bit but most of her pictures are her artwork of the tarot deck that she's creating right now and i'm so excited i can hardly stand it <laughs> uh, because you know i i need another tarot deck i i don't have enough of them obviously she doesn't have nearly yeah enough. i'm about to get two more that i supported on actually two of them are oracle decks and one of them's a tarot deck when i saw Dada for the first time in weeks the first thing she did was handed me a tarot deck. It's true. Oh, and speaking of. Oh, yes. Yeah. I handed her a tarot deck that I also have that we are going to be giving one away. Yes. Yeah. We will create a post about that. So be on the lookout. Only in the United States, y'all. Sorry about that. Uh, but yeah, this time. Hey, thanks for being here today. This was a blast. Yeah. It's a good time. Yeah. I love the tarot cards. Love them. Well, until next time. Until we talk next time. Be well. Harm none. And don't forget that you are magic. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. And we'd like to ask you to rate and review us on Apple Podcast. And to press the little plus sign on Spotify to add us to your episodes. 
You can also find us on iHeartRadio and just about anywhere where you listen to podcasts. But if you want to reach out and talk to us, you can email us at bonfirebabblepodcast at gmail.com. That's where you can sign up for the newsletter or just ask us questions and hang out. You can catch us on Twitter at bonfirebabble or on Facebook at bonfirebabblepodcast or on Instagram at bonfirebabblepodcast, which is where we spend most of our time. Yes. We are also... Hooray! On TikTok now at Bonfire Babble Podcast. Thank you, Corey. Woohoo! Woohoo! Uh, it's a little baby page right now, but we are recording things and putting them up. And our website will also start to have a lot more information, and that is bonfirebabble.com. You can also reach out to us in a more tangible way. We have a P.O. Box now, which is P.O. Box 16341. Seattle, Washington, 98116. We would like to acknowledge that we are on the traditional land of the first people of Seattle. The Duwamish people, past and present, and honor with gratitude the land itself and the Duwamish tribe. For more information, reach out to realrent.org.